0: What's going on? Welcome to Coach Johan's Ego Killer. I'm Johan Francis, CSCS, and this is a show where we tell motivational stories about people like you in the gym, because if there's one thing I know about you guys, you do a lot better once the ego's been killed. Today on the show, I'm going to tell you a story about someone I've seen lose the last remnants, the last veneer of an ego about her life right in front of my eyes because doing this job it's great i get to see the progression i get to see the build-up of you guys shedding your egos from the day you you come into the gym and we talk about it and we hammer out all the behaviors that you want to shift in your life to the moment that you start accepting that change is real real hard and then that first ego killer moment happens that's not even the most important ego killer moment you guys But there is a first hump, that first wave that comes over you when you realize, hey, I got to do more than just show up to get better, to get stronger, to rehabilitate my back and my knees, to get back to being the athlete I was in college. I've seen it all before many times, but it's that second or third wave that comes and hits you, the one that almost puts you down and makes it impossible for you to get back up and not such abstract esoteric terms what i mean is when you start making a habit change within your life it's always really simple until we get deeper along the change the trans theoretical change model describes it right later on when you start taking into the action phase deep into the action phase of a trans theoretical change model there comes a point where relapses are a little bit more likely to happen. When those relapses happen, you have to do the thing, the beautiful aphorism that—that that is a call out to all manner of David Goggins tweets and all manner of motivational books and extra, extra hype man worthy quotes and quips. You got to dig a little bit deeper, right? Digging a little bit deep. I used to put that on my business card when I started, you know, becoming a trainer in fitness and passing out business cards, being an entrepreneur. Dig deeper. Once that moment happens, you can consider that an ego-killing moment if you decide to get back up, right? Charlotte decided to get back up. I watched her whole progression go down. And it makes me really grateful for the work that I get to do, that I get to sit in front of you guys and see your progressions it is really a source of gratitude for me because i get to make deep non-superficial connections and build deep rapports with my with my members with clients with trainees and there's nothing better than that nothing better nothing better we spend so much time indulging in distraction that when we get to do something a little bit more deep And talk about things more deeply. And I get to actually know you. It's better for me. It's better for hopefully for you. You know I wear deodorant. (laughs) You know it's a pleasant two way. You know bandying. But the truth is. It's better. Because we really avoid. Or distance ourselves from distraction. Okay. And it's like you know. Earlier this week. Or maybe it was late, uh, middle of last week, middle of last week. I had a sit down with one of my favorite people, okay? Um, One of my old friends, April, right? And we were talking about it. And April's uh, a go-getter, right? She's a go-getter. She'll break down barriers like it's nothing if she gets a freaking headwind going and her goals are behind that barrier. She'll run through them. And you never see it coming because she's not the biggest woman in the world. She's kind of tiny. But, you know, April is this big ego killer herself. She, her whole self, knows how to kill the ego. And so I was talking with April and I was telling her about, we were talking about our our goals for the future. And she's starting up her own kind of podcast thing. Also, so is a lot of people. That's great. But I was talking about how, you know, how I'm going to pick up my own uh, training. And she alerted me to the fact that I had been talking about training in this capacity, right? Doing more of the Muay Thai and all this for years. For years, it's been on my checklist. And I know the reasons why it's always, you know, I have my reasons why it's always buoyed in terms of priority. And then because it buoys how much attention I give it, she's killing my ego. She calls it out like this is something that you need to go after because it's taking you so long. Look, if that goal is something you've been talking about for years, there's nothing left to do but to just bite down and go after it. And, yeah, that's really easy to say. It's a lot of the idiots idioms that I talk about on the show. It's just bite down and go after it. You know, there's a thousand aphorisms and and, and beautiful quotes, right? that you can put up or look on some, you know, IG models, you know, and get you going and everything, which is why I love Goggins because Goggins isn't so quotidian about everything. He actually has lived a lot of the things he's talking about, whether he's wringing his T-shirt out of sweat when he's on the elliptical, grinding, talking about how he ran at 1 in the morning, all right? All of those quips are great. They help keep you active and motivated, but April, right? In the same vein as Goggins really means it. Here's a woman who's been through some shit. She's owned businesses. She's knocked down barriers. So I really listened to her and I'm like, hey, you know what? Maybe you're right about this. And so it was a little bit of investigation. It's funny. When I talk to April, there's nothing off the table. I can tell April or mention to her any type of distraction that I've gone through in my life. And, you know, she takes it in stride because, you know, I don't believe there should be taboos. A lot of us like to bandy about what's easy and what's kind of, um, you know, about what's very um, mainstream to talk about. It's easy to shoot the shit, right? But it's much harder to talk about things that are really deep. And I don't think at all times you need counselors to do those things. Of course, counselors do help. But there is also a time and a place and friends and friendships that you build, that we build, right? Especially here on the show that help us to kind of ameliorate a lot of the lugubrious feelings that we might build up inside of ourselves, right? You guys can do the same thing, okay? I'll mention it, uh, egokillershow.com. You can fill out that form, we'll talk. But that was what I went through this week. You know what I mean? And that leads me into another thing I'll talk about really quickly. Putting or kickboxing and fighting styles in mid-range priority okay uh i met this guy he brought in his uncle the guy was already 50 his uncle was in his 80s uncle walks in with no shoes on his feet ready to work out uncle's from uh oceana somewhere like new zealand or something it uh, shows the guy and i'm just like uh no shoes huh and the man doesn't barely say anything he says nope don't need him <laughs> Apologies in advance to all the Kiwis. But he's like, nope, don't need him. And he's, everything he says is in like three word bursts. All highlighted by periods. <laughs> and so he comes in to work out. And I ask him eventually. And he's doing a great job. He's in his mid-80s. He's doing a great job. And I'm asking him, like, what do you do for a lifestyle? Mm-hmm. Right? What do you do every day? He's like, "I right, go out windsurfing. So here's a man who's in his 80s who lives somewhere in Oceana, loves to windsurf, probably been doing it his whole life, and still in his 80s is doing it. That was it. He didn't, you know, he didn't say, "Oh, I enjoy, you know, like like um, uh, walking around the mall or hiking." Or, nope, what do you do to stay active? Windsurfing. And I never forgot that. And the reason is because at some point in the next following year, my back started to hurt. I really was taking a lot of time off in and out. I hadn't had competition in about a year and a half. Moving my gym. All of the little things, the excuses pile up. And I start to... Have to get into a mode where I start fixing my body. I start learning more about my Ashtanga. I start learning a bit more about Matt Pilates. And for me, I'm looking at it thinking, hey, I need to take much better care of my body. One, I eventually couldn't get... I had to take a couple days off from work. Working on the weekend, working too much, waking up early. And the guy... Who brought his uncle in. The 50 year old. He goes. What's going on? And he never broke it down. What's going on? He says to me. So I tell him. Oh I'm quitting smoking a pack a day. I'm, this is going on at home. That's going on. And my body is killing me. Furthermore I can't find the purchase. To go forward with this type of exercise. So in a very very polarizing role reversal. I'm starting to tell my trainee. All of my bullshit. In the same way I might tell April my bullshit. And he goes, well, listen, you remember uncle, right? His uncle, the 80-year-old. You remember uncle. He told me, hey, why does he, he's got a windsurf. That's what he does. So every day he goes out and he windsurfs. Sometimes you just do the thing you love because you love it. And as many times as idiots' idioms start to pile up, like that one That's the truest shit in the world Isn't it you guys One thing That Got me Gets me through Training Other people Is hearing your stories And learning more about you guys Okay In the same way that April has always been around in some capacity to hear all of my tales of woe and me rebuilding myself to get back into the things I love to do. Right? My tales of woe. I've seen other people go through it much more than that. Every day I see it. Every week. all right. And that's my job is to try to help you get over the finish line. Okay, you guys. That's my job for you. When I hear that from others or when I see that they're struggling to do the things they want to do, man, it crushes me a little bit. It crushes me, especially if we've built a really solid rapport, especially if we've been true blue together. All right. And it's it's it, it gets real. And what I mean is this. okay? and I'll tell you about Charlotte. So like 15 years ago, I knew a woman. She trained with me. She was one of the first people I trained in the big fancy commercial gym I was training at. I mean, and by fancy, I just mean like it was an actual commercial gym and not a, not a shithole. But shithole box gym. It was like an actual real fully gym with full memberships. I had been through a lot of dumpy gyms before that. And this one wasn't like that fancy. It wasn't like, you know, Equinox or one of these Soul Cycle bar places. It was just like a gym. And it was pretty fairly diverse for uh, what we got here in San Jose. You could look around the room and find one of every nationality. And anyway, Charlotte and me started to work out together. I started training with her. She's the sweetest woman ever. Everybody in the gym had a crush on her. She was probably like about 30 years old. And Charlotte was from North Carolina, South Carolina. I think maybe Charlotte, North Carolina is too apt. So let's say she was from probably South Carolina. Carolina. Charlotte from Carolina came to work out with me. She's 5'1". She's got the big rosy cheeks. Very sweet. Had that Southern hospitality. Not that one. But the one that makes you actually feel welcome. Not the one where you have to say hi to your neighbors because they might be holding. I'm sorry. But the one where it's like, oh, this is the reason that Southern hospitality exists. Right? Ludicrous made a point. Anyway, I digress. The charlotte when we started training one thing about her was she was already a baller she was making six figures i didn't know what kind of ego she had she was very sweet very kind and actually was probably too um obsequious in her daily life she probably put herself last in a lot of ways and whenever and she actually had people working under her so i don't didn't know like what was going down with the ego But then I soon learned and I soon learned a type of ego from her. Okay, because remember, when we talk about killing the ego, we're talking about stifling out toxic masculinity half the time. However, on this show, I want us to get to the point that that's not always the case and that's not always true. It's not just toxic masculinity or masculinity that embodies the ego or personifies it. Ego is the thing that stops you from moving forward in your life, because you defer to safety over risk. Her risk was her risk was moving ahead in her company. What she did was constantly accept any and all um, opportunities to meet with, schmooze with, and drink with potential clients so here she was out four five six days a week drinking her ass off and oftentimes whether i met her at five in the morning when i was actually probably a little hung over myself or other times where i met her at you know seven o'clock p.m and she'd be running you know bouncing with the ponytail running and doing the cross-country stride whatever it was she might have been really hung over that day and oftentimes she would Tell me, she'd tell me straight up. There were no lies between us. We were always very honest with each other. One day, I mean, well, there are a couple times Charlotte would tell me these stories about being in uh, the house and the, the 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 guy they were entertaining for the night. You know, tried to hang out with them later, but got too drunk and they passed out and all these really depraved, you know, stories of backhand all. Oh, you know, antics that ended up with everyone being passed out and bodily fluids being just, you know, uh, heedlessly placed somewhere in the room and all these things she would tell me about in passing. Of course, it was very, like, colloquial, but nothing too detailed. Anyway, (laughs) Charlotte would explain to me one day as I'm... Pulled up to Charlotte. She's jogging on the treadmill as she always did to get ready. Charlotte was like bounding around on that treadmill as usual. And I'm looking at her like, cool, I'm going to go start my session. Walk up to her. She's smashing the treadmill. You know, boom, 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 boom. The rhythm of the shoes hitting the treadmill. Zzz, 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 right? The pounding the of the treadmill when you're running. I Pull up on her. And she kind of slows down like she normally did. She does the thing where you leap to both sides of the running uh, conveyor. And she looks at me and she goes, I'm not feeling good. And all of a sudden, we start to talking. And before long, her face is rosier than it's ever been, puffy. And there's tears streaming down her face. And I'm like, look, we don't have to train right now. Let's go talk. So she takes me into the back corner of the glass room office back there and we start to talk she misses her home I say yo that's normal to miss your home you're human you know that's not something that um you you'll get by it you know and you got a great job with money you can go back and visit so that's not already my instincts are like that sucks but that's not the real issue what's the real issue here so we're talking some more and i'm like you know charlotte you work out so hard, but you don't really give your time, your yourself the... the you don't appre- appreciate how hard you work, is what I'm explaining to her real quick. She's like, yeah, but I can't do it anymore. I can't. We're drinking every day. I'm constantly having to entertain, even though I don't want to. And it fucking sucks because I haven't lost the weight I thought I would be losing by now. I feel... Like I look like shit, and when you guys tell me something like that, it's a it's a gut shot for sure. It's also never a hundred percent of the story, but for, if I even get that much of the of the story about what's going on, I'm more than appreciative. So I'm keeping all this in mind. Like there's more to it than this, but I'm also like, man, that's tough. And that's something, however, that we can work on. She cried. She sat there and she cried. Full on bawling. All right? And you got to remember this is like a southern woman. This is a southern woman. I'm not a big southern like, you know, advocate or whatever. I got family in south South Florida, you know, which I don't think they consider the south, but I don't know much about the south, but I do know that they have an aplomb about being from the south. Be it, you know, black, white, whatever, uh, down there. And I'm not talking about that side of the South. That side of the South, pfft, you know, don't even talk to me. But I'm talking about the regular side, the side where we're all included. And she was over here talking, crying. And I saw, you know, she has this great aplomb about her being from the South. This confidence, right? This air, this, this hospitality that leads when she enters, this confidence. She just, it was gone. I couldn't believe she was sitting here crying in front of me actually for this long. Not that she was very like austere or like robotic as a person. She was just always excited and happy and people looked to her to pick them up. And she obliged. She was always everybody else's kind of, you know, push that button and I'll make you smile type of person. Again, that was her steez. And here she was bawling. And I felt really bad. So I was like, listen, we'll work out if we have time later, but let's talk about it some more. Here's what we need to do. You got to stop drinking all the fucking time. Maybe we got to learn what can we do about you accepting every offer. Why do you feel the need? And this is what I can do is just ask a thousand questions because you guys will get it at some point. Alright, it's just with Charlotte, I wanted to sit down and talk to her because everybody in the gym likes Charlotte, you know, it was dope that I get to walk in the gym with this, you know, cute young Charlotte training with me and she's out here doing the most. She's doing the hardest exercises. I'm putting her through the great workouts and she's doing it and everyone can see it's a bit of a touch of voyeurism also, you know, and she grew up in Atlanta, so she knows, right? She knows. So I'm like, okay. Tell me about it let's figure this out let's figure this out well i'm pleased to say that you know we got it figured out but that was like a death of an ego right there there was no doubt in my mind that charlotte would be back at it there's no doubt but but i got to see the whole trajectory from the moment she walked in her habits right her habits Us talking about the change that she made, which was coming to see me coming to California and getting used to how we roll out here, you know, in terms of how we do business and how we how the gym life is, how diverse it is. Her then working, having this tough, demanding work schedule and then being still able to train was another change. Ultimately, that all led to, unfortunately, a type of crash and that crash was just her right drinking alcohol partying a little bit too much but mainly it was job-related stress okay her allowing you know talking with me about it was her killing her own ego that was the killer because she didn't have to sit down and talk to me she could have just cried about it and then just been like yo i'm going home but she again Got that confidence. She was able to talk to me about it. Afterward, Charlotte was back at it. She quit drinking for a little bit. She ultimately totally stopped entertaining all the clients. She passed it on to other people, other proxies and stuff, delegated more. You know, she lost like 20 pounds or something, 15-ish pounds, you know, whatever. It was great stayed really athletic but you know i'll see her every now and again on facebook and i'm and she's got like a whole family now she's a fucking director at that i believe it was the same company um but she's definitely was upwardly mobile then but she was even more so now so she figured a lot of that out it seems like but i'm not surprised because someone that's willing to kill the ego In that moment when it gets really tough is only going to advance and move upward. And I'll argue she doesn't get there unless she allows her ego to be killed. Unless she does the killing. All right, you guys, I'm going to leave you with that. Thank you for listening again. This has been Coach Johan's Ego Killer. I want you guys to head over to Eagle Killer Show and join the show. But more importantly, you got to review and rate the show. Go to Apple Podcasts. Go to podbean.com and review the show. Five stars gets you an invite into the inner circle where you guys get free advice and free videos with me personally. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Stay up.